You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. What is good? Welcome back to the Van Flip Podcast. I'm sitting here with the Ismit brothers, who are uh, you're a youngsters, so to speak, but you're in a band called Hammerhead. That's Hammer H E D D. If you're looking that up, so Hammerhead. But you, uh, the weird thing about you guys is like you're relatively young, like you know you're, and you've been doing this quite a while too. So we'll we'll get into that. But first, introduce yourselves. I'm Eli, and I play drums. Henry, I play guitar and I sing, uh, Abe, I play bass and keys. And cool. Keys. And, uh, how old are you guys? Cause you are a brother. So you obviously, are you born at the same time or are you born at different times? Uh, 21, 18, 16. Okay. So you just look really young then too. That's a good yeah. thing. You get older. So don't let anyone fool you about it. It'll be good soon. Yeah. It kind of sucks because like, you know, you're the only one that can drink, but you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you get like 40 you'll be like hey that guy looks like 28 trust me anyway, yeah exactly. it pays off so you guys have been doing this for quite some time like even though you are young, relatively young like you know the youngest being 18 um how long have you like you were formed in what 2012 right yeah that's young. kind of that's kind of an arbitrary number we that's out there we i think we said that like just because we no, all that's right that's yeah, right I, yeah i guess that's right that's right Youngest is sixteen, by the way. This yeah, this one over here. Oh, okay. No, damn. So when did he? When did you join the band? Then he was. We all started on. He was like what seven when like. I, that's why I'm saying it's arbitrary because we all just started playing jamming three, together. As yeah, as real rough. instruments. Yeah. Before that, we were just kind of jamming on like, like little toy blocks and bricks and stuff. We got real instruments in like twenty. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. So. So you guys are always like musically inclined and whatnot. So what kind of led you to that path? Like, how did you be like, how did all three of you guys, you know, become in the band together and into music? Um, our uncles and my dad are all super into music. They play it all the time. We, we just, yeah, we just watched them and, and they had instruments um, that we could pick up. And yeah, my our parents are musically inclined. Yes. My uncle had a drum set and yeah. Yeah, we always our, our dad um mom plays piano dad. Our mom is super musically inclined, but our dad is like um where we got our for like our intro to what we like, you know, our music tastes from like Rush and Zeppelin and you know, we heard a lot we heard a lot of good music in the house basically. Interesting. And then you guys just started like jamming together as like just children, but like at one point, when did you guys start? Like, when did you guys start taking it more than just like hanging out, being brothers? Um, I would say we always thought of it as way more than what it was. But, um, maybe still, probably still. I think you kind of have to. I think you kind of yeah. have to do that. Like, for your band to like 
I don't know, improve. You have to think you're really good when you're like two years into it, you know. Tenacious D, Jack Black says, like them saying they're the greatest band of all time is like half a joke. Like if you don't believe you're awesome, then yeah, you're just like basically, you know, a local cover band or a local bar. You know, we we always thought we were sick, but like the uh, I guess it started. Uh, we I consider like our first real gig in like probably 2016, maybe okay. <laughs> four years later. Yeah, it was still like all Metallica covers, probably. So you guys started as a cover band in generally. So when did you guys start like writing original stuff or was that always something that you did in inside? You just didn't play out like that. Exactly. Yeah. We kind of just, um, they, we still had the wherewithal to be like, they're not good enough to play live yet. We all, we were better at playing other people, you know, covering. So that was what we did live. I think 99% of the time until probably 2016 or 17. Okay. Interesting. Um, you said your dad was musically inclined, and I know <clears throat> I recently saw you guys. You guys came. I'm, I'm recording in Jacksonville, so uh, Florida. You guys recently came here. I was trying to look it up on my set list FM, but like for some reason, I guess I didn't log that show. But you guys came and played Archetype. I can't remember the tour package. That's what I was trying to remember. But yes, um, no, you're wrong. It was Archetypes was. Um, was with skeletal, skeletal remains and yes uh who's the are they local to jacksonville rhythm of fear yeah um yeah. yeah that was uh i actually liked that show a lot it was it was kind of like uh you were there you said mm -hmm. yeah it was it was like the not a packed house i liked that venue a lot though and it was kind of around fourth of july Okay, so I was trying to figure out the time frame because I was like, when it was that? But I didn't remember Rhythm of Fear playing, uh, which is odd. But I also didn't remember the other name of the band that uh, that played along that tour package, which was Skeletal Remains, which I was thinking it was something like that, but I couldn't put my finger on it. But yeah, um, glad you like that venue. It's no longer around, so that sucks. But Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, it closed that, recently. That kind of dark dome. Yeah. I actually thought it was... I Didn't yeah. they just... That's sad. I thought they uh, the guy was telling me they just did a renovation or something. I mean, they they were constantly doing stuff, but there's a lot of stuff going on with the the back property and just stuff like that with the city. So they just gave it up. But yeah, it's a bummer because that place is one of the shows. I mean, that place was the place that had those types of shows, like underground metal shows and hardcore shows and stuff like that. So I like yeah. it because you walked right from the back door onto the stage. That was super convenient yeah. for, for like the kind of show it was. Yeah. And I brought that up because you guys, I don't know if it was your uncle or your dad, but you, you seem to be with some like a family member when you were here. So is that like a normal thing? That was our dad. That was yeah. dad. He went on the first tour. Uh, yeah, we, we jumped on. So we're calling that the first tour that we've ever done. It was like uh, six shows with skeletal remains mm -hmm. as direct support for them. And then, uh, that show specifically, Rhythm of Fear, played uh, maybe after us. So they were they were actually direct support for yes, played. right? We could because they were one of the, they were they're like a bigger metal band here. But, no, they, yeah. they played before. They, so no, they, they played, played after. They played after. We right. watched their set after because we had an argument about it. It was it oh, got okay. contentious actually. <laughs> um, they're cool dudes. I like them. Um, what was I saying? They that was our first tour, kind of. It was like six shows to sort of get into it and. It was like we dad wanted to come because first of all, it's fun. And second of all, exactly. Like, yeah. And second of all, he like, Protect there's it. just stuff to like learn how to highway drive super safely, which. 
or in general, just like business stuff too. And again, like your yeah. youngest is 16 there. So obviously it's probably not the best parental decision just to let them go nilly willy with the 21 year old. And, exactly. And, yeah. And I'm not. Yeah. Even though I'd like to think of myself as responsible. He was like, hell no. You're yeah. I'm no, I, get it. I can see both sides to be honest. With yeah. You. Yeah. 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 But um, was there any like, I mean, did it, was there any influence from him as far as like you guys like being a band, like, or is it just something that you all, the three of you kind of did where like you book your shows, obviously like he may help you now because like, like there's a thing going on with you guys, but like in the beginning, was it just kind of like a DIY thing or did they kind of always like your mom or dad help you out with that? Um, Like show booking wise and like all the duties of what, what would be a manager. Mm-hmm. Um we i would like my mom would love like probably love to take credit for being a manager <laughs> um through the first like six years but honestly there was not a lot of there was nothing we weren't like seeking um shows or really honestly for like six or eight years we we always wanted to but it was we had school and sports and yeah, you're like super young at this point <laughs> yeah abe still does so but we all that's why we're easing into stuff but um they would always like our family always came to shows and we always had to have somebody 21 or over to get into a bar. Right. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. They were there mostly cause they just wanted to see us play and like be there with us, but, and support us. But that was also another reason you can't get into places without an adult. Yeah. So, so yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Let's back it up all the way back to, you know, when things started kind of getting interesting for you guys. Um, you guys went viral a few times when you were younger and that's kind of like where you guys blip into the map right so to speak <clears throat> like metallica i guess retweeted or shared some of your covers or something like that right yeah you want to talk about, yeah yeah it was uh 2016 we were like on the street uh for a gig and we yeah our whole set was metallica covers um <laughs> i think specifically just, yeah. the one they did was the we did like a medley uh of injustice for all and then yeah they i think they said nice work yeah they, they retweeted yeah. It, it was so uh, um there was like one person consistently actually on the street watching us and she took a video her name's Catherine, um mm -hmm. and posted on facebook and that was like i we were i was in high school one day and i like saw us on the news <laughs> and i came home and i was like oh my god and then we just kind of watched it go it was fun we we got like we we didn't have any social media or anything public as a band at that point so we didn't gain really anything tangible from it um we did get like we set up a hammerhead email at that point <laughs> because of that video and we played like maybe the in between periods at the st louis blues game at our uh, local sprint, yeah. sprint center that was like the one thing we did because of that that was fun and then a few more times we've gotten we've had videos that were like us playing live or it's usually a phone video from a friend of ours or maybe our dad or i don't know who takes it we just cut like the best song of the set and put it up yeah yeah we need that we need to have that happen again maybe <laughs> kind of yeah, need a little more viral uh video action going on yeah what is it like obviously now because you would have the ability like the socials and stuff like that um it probably would work out a little bit better and i mean obviously you were younger when it happened to you so it was probably a strange occurrence you know but it, it did give you like i would assume that just drove you guys even further right like to do whatever it is you were doing at the time yeah it was mostly um i looked at it at the time if we weren't going to do actually anything tangible with it it 
if anything, it kind of just solidified that like we can make something out of this, you know, mm -hmm. like we can actually do something with this and we can keep going. And I always, th we always all thought that, but it kind of solidified it at that point. A few of those videos did, especially later, like maybe three years ago or four years ago, we had a few five. Right? It was before COVID. Before yeah. COVID. Started yeah. posting on YouTube and then, uh, yeah, I think that one just kind of slow build. That wasn't like a viral viral yes, one. Um, no, the the original song. Oh yeah, we always have like, like um, recently we had a video, an older video of ours go viral again on Reddit, but we're not on Reddit. Like we, it's oh, always yeah. ha it always happens like that. Right, Stuff yeah. like, it just goes somewhere else and gets. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. But either way, some you know someone finds you in some which way. So yeah, you know, yeah. It's all good, even though you're not on there. Yeah. You still see it on on other social media, like it, it's just a. It's, it's all good, yeah. Yeah, and now that you have social media, it's even more beneficial because you can catch it all. So yeah. you were writing like uh, you know not so good songs earlier on, whilst also doing covers of like Metallica and whatnot, which is you know pretty telling because you can tell there's a Metallica influence in even like your new stuff. So uh, that's interesting that you know you guys grew not grew up on that, but you the the two correlate together, but. Um, you don't just sound like Metallica. I should probably preface with that to everybody. You don't just sound like Metallica. To me, it's more like you guys are mini, uh, mini Gojira. That's yeah. what I kind of think it is. Yeah, mini Gojira. Um, my buddy I, thinks it's a little tool. He he hears tool in there, and I'm like, I don't understand that, but I get it. I guess. In the new stuff, maybe yeah. The, specifically, the newest song, I can definitely hear why people would say tool. I've heard that a few times. Maybe yeah, the, the Gojira thing is definitely prevalent, but again. It's like mixed with Metallica, mixed with maybe some Tool vibes and some other stuff. But so you guys were early on, you know, doing the cover thing, writing like crappy songs. Eventually, at some point, you start making songs that aren't that crappy you know, enough to where you guys make an album in 2018. So how did the how did the, you know how did uh, Essence of Iron come about? Come about that album, um, EP. It, yeah, EP, EP. That that EP came. Yeah, I look back on that night. That's a Gojira album. <laughs> That's a Gojira EP. Not as good, but that's a Gojira EP. Um, that's what me and Eli were addicted to. We like discovered them maybe that year, two years before. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But um, we, uh, our friend in the metal scene in Kansas City, Dan Whitmer and uh, Josh Cole, they're in a different band together. Um, re uh, recorded, produced, and mixed that album. They kind of they really helped us along with that. We we like recorded that in our basement with them there, and um they did pretty much everything along with david sanchez from havoc mastered the album mm, okay just opened for havoc and i got his number and i texted him <laughs> so hilarious it came about very random yeah. random yeah interesting um so you guys you guys write the songs then too right like it's not like anybody else helping you know because obviously like, you guys are so young people will obviously like inquire as to like who's writing the material Oh yeah, hundred hundred percent. Us in the you know in the basement, <laughs> grinding it. Uh, yeah. so, so you you said your your parents like your dad specifically got you into like bands like Rush and Led Zeppelin and obviously like the classic rock and roll. Um, but you just mentioned like you found Gajira a couple years prior to the album, so like 2016, 18 era. Like, mm -hmm. how did you stumble into like heavier music from you know the traditional classic rock? Well, Metall uh, we we were into Metallica in twenty like twelve, like so we we yeah our dad introduced us to like everything and 
also Metallica. Yeah. And then the, Metallica obviously opens up a, you know, right. The worms on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just, yeah, slowly, you know, meander through all the metal and eventually end up at Gojira. Um, past that too is like lately. Yeah. Even heavier. I, I yeah. We, you just get heavier and heavier. My, I'd, I'd say after Gojira and Meshuggah and Tool and Mastodon, those types of bands like that, I consider them all kind of one group of, you know, open. progressive. Yeah. Progressive, progressive metal. Yeah. Um, after I got that, like after I discovered all those bands and got addicted to them for like two and a half, three years, um, still am pretty much. I, my taste just became pickier after that. It didn't, it didn't go heavier. I didn't, I never went heavier after that. My taste just got like super picky. I, I can't, after that, there's not like a metal band or um, genre, subgenre of metal that, has got me like like they yeah yeah so you don't like uh you don't like other i guess you know other genres really you just kind of like the progressive uh heavier stuff well you can name specific bands and i'll and usually like every every to it but obviously it's that it doesn't yeah. draw you in as much like you but know the, like i never went down like a like a death metal wormhole or i've never gotten into black metal i've never so the super technical stuff never gotten into that really um yeah it, it, the metal train for me and eli kind of stopped there really mm-hmm. i mean it, that's not to say it won't get going again but that's pretty right. much where it stopped for now yeah, you're pretty young in general and honestly like if it makes you feel any better uh like i'm just getting into black metal it's something that like irked me for a long time so some things obviously change as you age so you'll get into things more often like i was a metalcore kid when i was like your age right so i was into like the at that time the late you know early 2000s uh metalcore which was like you know i don't know everybody poison well every time i die uh gene all those bands but i like didn't like hardcore so it wasn't like you know my favorite at the time but as i've gotten older it's like totally flipped i like hardcore now a lot more than i do metalcore and then i'll find myself liking like post metal or black metal or some weird fucking yeah, metal, yeah. you know so it, it, i see what you mean by like you get a little more pickier and stuff like that so yeah yeah exactly we but, just we just kind of sort of um discovered that hardcore like hardcore shows are something else the last year or two we've been yeah. we've been on a lot of those bills like the latest show we did here in kansas city was knocked loose and those dudes oh, yeah. crazy yep. crazy they're that's a little different uh they're they're hardcore but they also like definitely do well with like the slipknot crowd you know what i mean like oh, yeah, you're right you're right mainstream metal crowd because they they play a lot of those shows and a lot of those fans know of that band now but yeah not loose does have some crazy shows but you know i think uh in the last couple of years here especially because instagrams but you know reels have gotten so popular and TikTok, a lot of like hardcore content like especially mosh pit content is making its way to like you know these platforms and people are just losing their mind which you know a lot of people watch the crowd killing aspect of it which is gets kind of wild but you know you grow like for me it's something you grow up in and it's like it sucks it's not like awesome all the time and you got to have your head on a fucking swivel but you know it's part of the whole ordeal and even if i don't like it all the time it's just part of the whole scene so yeah yeah oh yeah i get it seen a lot of that stuff on social media recently it's cool i think that's cool you know it's good that stuff like that is get I I like that kind of stuff. So yeah, well it shows shows the mass people like these little niche 
Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So do you prefer, like speaking of mosh pits, like you, you probably played different bills. Like you said, you play some hardcore shows, uh, like Knock Loose and such, but you also play like, you know, other regular rock shows, right? Uh, push mosh shows, I should say. What What kind of mosh pit situation do you prefer? Like the hardcore kid dancing, swinging his fists, or the push monster guy, or I would say um, we never we never get like the, I mean maybe one or two times ever we never get that even when the headlining band does so like, knocked loose for example they they would do like the old they were doing the old school mosh pit like you know yeah it's more of a circle kind of pushing you know but then knocked loose comes on and they they do all that shit. <laughs> um, that's yeah that's mostly what we are i'd say a lot of people this is not a good or bad thing they are into it and they're just kind of standing there like nodding along or just headbanging or something it's mostly that well, i think that one had to do with like that show we were playing a lot of the new stuff uh and it's like way more complicated so you kind of especially like, with yeah especially when nobody knows the song yeah. you know it, or if you're first of four on a bill yeah, yeah sure yeah it's but not also, it's a lot of not a lot to take in but there's a lot to ingest like you you're you're sitting there and you're like okay because you guys look younger than you your age so you're, they're like what is going on like is this kid coming to play like a birthday party like coming from a birthday talent show type situation and then like you guys start playing and it's like you know baby gojira kind of stuff and it's just like what the fuck so i get why people would just be standing there nodding their head but you know again like you're just 21 now and you're about to release another album like so there's many things to come and obviously more shows to be had but um so you had like that first little tour right that first little six date tour so what what all has kind of come your way since then uh what was that last july right so yeah uh um, you're still in school the youngest is still in school and you got to kind of navigate around that uh do you just want to like drop out and just like fucking tour all the time <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, well school would the thing that came out of that was um basically now now we've been on the road and now we have a, a the slightest bit of you know credit with our that our booking agent can be like he can send out to be people and be like they've been on the road like right they can be a first of four second of four band so this fall we, we got a out of school for 15 days and we um we did um 10 shows with in flames and darkest hour on the yeah. east yeah it was awesome um that was super fun and more stuff lined up that we'll probably announce right with the album when does uh, the album come? what's the release date on that february 24th okay so this is coming out after that so if you want to talk about that you can definitely talk this is coming out like in two months oh okay sweet i actually I don't know when the dates are going to be announced. Well, there are a few dates that I know we can talk about, which is uh, Welcome to Rockville in Daytona Beach, Florida. And um, there's a festival in Tulsa that we're playing on April 1st. Those Rock are the two dates. And then, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, you kind of are in that Danny Wilmer world now, right? You, this is like your, you, you played Rockville before, so. Yeah, you're in that little wheelhouse, which will be good, obviously, because those crowds are kind of insane. They're pretty big. Yeah, uh, I, we can't wait. We can't yeah. wait. Actually, I saw Metallica for the first time at that Rockville. Really? I had never seen Metallica before, yeah. So that was my first what time. Year? What year? 
last year? Whatever the year they played two shows. Oh, they what? I didn't know they played Rockville. That's awesome. Yeah, they played Rockville either twenty one or yeah, twenty one. Sweet. What do you think? I, we've seen them. I've seen them twice. They. Uh, I mean, technically, I've seen them twice. They played one night. They played a bunch of like real, real good throwback, uh, like early yeah. album stuff, and then the other, well, like a mix. They also played like you know singles from the other out al- later albums too. Yeah. But then the other night they played the black album in reverse, and that was such a snooze fest. But the yeah. other, yeah, I don't know what it was. That album just wasn't. A, I mean, it just didn't do it for me like the other night did. But yeah, the other night was pretty badass because they like they did all like a bunch of older stuff, and then they played a bunch of like the newer, not really Metallica songs that I really like. So you know, yeah. from the load and reload albums. So yeah, yeah, it was good. I definitely would go again on this whatever tour they got coming up. So. Yeah, I'm. Cons- I mean, the closest is in St. Louis to us. I would consider going to that. I would not go to two. They they're doing two shows every city. I would not. I wouldn't do two. Um, yeah. Them indoors. We I've seen once outdoor, one indoor. Indoors is so much better. I thought they were awesome at our arena locally. It was awesome. Interesting. Yeah, I have to take that into consideration. But in the stadium, in St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, no, they're in their arena now. Oh, okay. should be way better. Yeah. So when you're hanging out, like when you're on tour with the Skeletal Remains or like the guys in In Flames, like what's it like interacting with those guys? Because they're probably, I mean, they're definitely older than you are. Um, do they find it like hilarious or like, you know, kitschy that you guys are so young on the road or do they just kind of like ignore you guys? Oh, no. The, the dudes that we've been on tour with, Darkest Hour, In Flames, um, and Upon a Burning Body and Skeletal Remains, they've all, they've all been awesome. They like... The dudes in In Flames, we hung out like every day, especially the younger ones that are in yeah, the band, talking, new, newly in the band, Tanner and Bryce, the bassist and the drummer. Um, and yeah, they're they're awesome. It is, and also, they are like being on tour with In Flames was, it's the luckiest thing ever. Like in a lot of ways, it's super lucky, but it is like the most luxury thing, generally speaking, compared to any other show or tour we've ever done. They they run their their show super professionally. It's like a it's like a party for all the bands every night. You know, like a house party almost. It's awesome. They've been around for quite some time, so you know they they yeah. definitely gained notoriety and respect, and obviously the ability to do tours like that. So, oh yeah, uh, I actually just saw them as well. I think it might have been you know because they just when they come to America they play here for. They, I feel like they've been playing here for months because they're kept announcing tour after tour after tour in America. So. It was interesting, but I saw him in Atlanta not that long ago, and I actually just had Anders on the podcast a couple months ago, or, well, the podcast episode comes out in a week or two, but, uh, yeah, a while ago, November, maybe I had him on. Anders is awesome. He is, I do not know how his voice is that insane still. He's he's crazy. Yeah, we, what, what what were the dates when you guys were on tour with him? Uh, we hopped on right after Atlanta. That was with Meshuggah? You saw him with Meshuggah? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We hopped on with them the day after in St. Petersburg, Florida. What day was that, though? Uh, October 17th or 18th. Okay. I'm trying to remember if when I recorded that episode with him. Uh, because you could have been on tour. You could have been on tour with them. That could have that happened. Came out, yeah. that, that, no, when they were recorded, it doesn't, it doesn't come out yet. That's funny. I He, he specifically um, was sick for like maybe half the time we were on tour with them so he was sort of in the bu- <clears throat> in the bus a lot and 
felt bad about like being around us. Some, you know, he didn't want to get us sick. Right. I, I felt terrible for him. He, he, I couldn't believe how he was singing every night still. Um, but yeah, he's, they're all awesome dudes. They're super cool. Same with the darkest hour guys. Super cool. So how does being around that kind of music, you know, cause like you said before, um, you know, other kind of genres and stuff like that don't necessarily grab you, but obviously seeing them every night in flames and darkest hour, they're both different style, you know, uh, metal music for the most part. So like, how does that influence you guys? And like, do you take that? Like, you are like, Oh my God, they, they're killing it on the guitar. I have to kill it harder. Oh yeah. yeah. We're, it's obviously all professional between us and them and friendly, but it's, we're incredibly competitive. <laughs> um, especially if you're on the same bill as somebody like that, that. I don't know how else you would, I don't know how you wouldn't be competitive. Um, especially when you're the first of four or second of four, you got to put on the greatest show you possibly can. They, I'd say they, their influence on me getting off that tour and looking back at it. Like I, I specifically wrote down, we specifically wrote down a bunch of things that we could just level up. Like we're always working on our live show, our, our live show specifically is just amateur compared to theirs like <laughs> well it should don't hate, don't 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 hate on yourself so much because it should be you know I mean, you're brand new so it's wrong it's wrong like they they are their light show their sound is so dialed in they in between songs there's zero confusion there it's basically everything's tightened up so well and so much that they are able to really fully enjoy themselves on stage and I feel like we're still, you know, anxious a lot. And even if we don't show it, we're anxious, you know, kind of looking around between songs, too much silence on stage. I'm, I mean, I'm way, not good at talking to the audience. I'm, in, a, you know, in a way that that could kind of make it exciting though. Cause we, we yeah, really don't we're know getting there. We're yeah. getting there, but yeah. it's always a, it's a work in progress at all times. But I mean, you also shouldn't be so hard on yourself because they have a budget and they've been doing it for like, <laughs> they do have a budget. Yeah. They've got decades under their belt. You know, you've got like two tours. So just kind of like, you know, <laughs> on the back, give yourself some, you know, kudos and, and you know, move forward for sure. But it, all that stuff comes in time. So, you know what I mean? Like, I guess my only advice would be like, don't rush yourself. Because obviously, again, you guys are so young. Uh, if you really think about it, you know, they've done it for 30 plus years. So, you know, if you can do that. Yeah. You'll, yeah. You'll oh, yeah. yeah you'll, you'll be pretty good off. So, oh, yeah. new albums coming out. What is the biggest difference between, you know, that the the new album, Grand Currents, and uh, Essence? Um, the, wait. So, hang on. Sorry. The new album coming out. What's the, what's the difference between the newest one that's about to come out and right. the previous the, the previous the previous materials that have come out? What do you, Abe? Why don't you go? You think? uh well i i just kind of got into the band like i was in the band for a while, really really long time but i got like into the band into the band in like 2020 writing process yeah you got led uh, into the writing process ah. i i let them write all the songs and then i got into it and uh so during the studio time i was like actually getting into even my my own music taste i was like forming it and i was really getting excited during the studio time uh i, I don't really know what changed because i didn't I didn't write. Grand well, it's just they wrote Grand Currents. Yeah, me and Eli were the um, main writers in the band. Even I think that's probably all credit to all three of us, as it always is. But the 
me and Eli wrote all the songs up until even mainly the even man nonetheless. But um, that's because Abe, Abe, you know, not like he had stuff going on. We, it was always also thin, you know, it is whatever. It's fine. Yeah, it's whatever. But he now he's fully into it. Now he's like he's he's got his own thing. The the next album is gonna be like mostly him. <laughs> Mostly Abe's writing. Next, next. A lot, a lot of a lot of keyboard, a lot of key solos, <laughs> a, lot of keys. A, lot of, a lot of cool bass stuff. Yeah, Getty Lee stuff. <laughs> um, the main difference I'd say from nonetheless to the last two is, I'd say uh, I can go. Out. Yeah, you. Go. I'd say uh, we we didn't do a click on this one. I mean, this is not about writing. Uh, I think it's way tighter. Uh, it way tighter. For it's some reason, we had issues. I had issues um, getting everything tight just because we we'd play uh, in the basement and and wouldn't have like a tempo map set up and then I'd go in the studio and do that. Obviously, like produce slightly unprofessional not being able to do that, but <laughs> I'd go in the studio and I'd just be like whack, uh, very confused because we we'd kind of change tempo a lot back in the day mm -hmm. um, and. Yeah, we, just like naturally, like we didn't like we'd like slide it up and down. It wouldn't like it wouldn't be like a tempo change. It'd be like a natural slide or something like that. It wouldn't be pers purposeful. It would just be like yeah, it just, like feel it. feel the music. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I think as each album goes on, that gets better and better. Nonetheless, uh, was pretty much except for the vocals recorded live, right? I mean, yeah, we're all just all in the studio. We're all just playing, and there's only a tick on one song and it's it's the first part of fruition the second single it's already out mm -hmm. uh there's a tick on that one because it was i mean everybody will know yeah we, by now, but... we just spent the we spent like a whole day of studio time trying to nail that song we couldn't do it so we just couldn't hold we needed to needed something to anchor it yeah we needed how, an anchor. how frustrating is that in the studio very very <laughs> you can hear i'm pretty sure maybe we took it out there was a scream of rage at the end of that or we might i was from me i might have left it in on early takes well i remember the last part uh we uh couldn't nail because of the tick we turned the tick off um at the end at the break and i just kind of raged on that last riff and it kind of sounds good so yeah that works it was I, good i did a animal from muppets <laughs> from muppets yeah nice <laughs> so i mean like songwriting is getting better as you as you continue writing songs you, you're finding more of your your voice and stuff like that um where do you see i mean it's been 10 years technically where do you see yourself in 10 years from now um we uh, just uh every year up until 10 years from now we hope to get five ten percent better at everything better at live shows better at writing want to have by that consistent, time, probably consistent shows. Probably three, four, five more albums out. Four, maybe. What? How many? Five years? Ten years? Ten years? Uh, I hope we take a long time. time. Yeah, yeah maybe like more. Seven yeah. Maybe, okay. Well, all right. Whatever. Um. Yeah, just better and better with each album. Upward, upward trajectory. Um. We want. Yeah. By that time, I hope to be making. We hope to be making a living off of it. Um. Hopefully, we're not right now at all. Yeah. Yeah. Do you but, guys? Do you, I mean, not all of you may have jobs, but do some of you have jobs? That you, you know, you have to kick in. Yeah, Abe, Abe's in school. He's a what are you sophomore? Yeah. Abe's a sophomore. What are you? <laughs> uh, me and Eli work. 
um yeah we work full-time and then the the band is it, it kind of always has been but it's like a 6 p.m to 10 p.m that's that's band hours mm-hmm. okay interesting yeah so you're just kind of hoping to one day take it you know full on do you guys like again i know you were saying like you your mom could be basically the manager but um like do you guys when you're on social media do you guys interact with other bands and stuff like that do you guys like you know try to form relationships with other bands via social media or is it just the guys that you like hang out with on tour that you just actually can you know talk to i'd say it's more um if we play with them like if we if we hang out with them on tour that's way better i i can't really name a lot of bands that we've connected with on social media um the yeah social media not social like uh i mean obviously like the manager will get in contact with other managers and the only bands or or guys that i talk to in bands um are guys that i've met in person or played shows with or we've we've toured with or yeah stuff like it's it's never social media is love hate mostly hate i get it yeah you're a lot younger so it's interesting on your take abe i would love to know your take on social media uh i'm not really on the business side of anything so no, i mean so, just in general yeah. just in general what do you think about it you know because you're uh, i i can't i don't like social media at all yeah I, I don't like being like they won't i mean not them but the people who tell us to do stuff want us to like play a riff or, for social media or do this 15 second thing that's complete bs to me <laughs> <laughs> totally, agree. totally agree and i think they would tell you they it's he's talking about our managers they right, i get it i get who he's talking about and i mean i get again yeah. both sides but you know it's to them it's like it's, it takes no, no time at all but it's not more than it's more than 15 seconds it's probably going to be like a whole ordeal yeah we've had this they they are sick and tired of hearing us say this but basically a 15 second video to us if i film like a little riff i used to do this all the time for the band if i film like my riff of the day or something like that it it takes a long time for me to actually make that look good and play it right i honestly like it takes an hour from setting up the camera to posting the video easily yeah if that time yeah maybe like, Oh yeah, if not longer. And and I and even after that hour, I still hate it. I still hate what I've done. Right, right. <laughs> any but, yeah, I mean, other than like marketing, you haven't really gotten like any much value. I feel like yeah, we're, not, we're not good like, at social media and your own stuff. You know? We're not good at social media. Yeah, I would just say I would just say do it and let them post it because it's obviously needed, but I understand that you boys don't want to do it at all. <laughs> I I can feel that. None of us personally have it in our like i don't have any of the apps personally it's all for the band right oh okay interesting yeah it's it's kind of unique that you guys are younger and just like not even on social media at all after high school are you on it are you on like snapchat i'm on snapchat i mean i don't have like instagram or twitter Weird, I, got, huh? I got i got rid of all of it after high school because um i was spending like hours and hours and hours a day on it so and i was totally addicted yeah, yeah. yeah. interesting abe I want to ask you you can be honest how how does it feel to be forced to be in the band because you are the only one to play bass <laughs> i used to complain about this so much i used to like, want to leave the band like you did me. leave the band you yeah, nailed it like, you nailed it on the head right there i thought like <laughs> nobody needed a bassist no band needs a bassist you can't really hear them you don't need social media you don't need a bass player you got some you got some hot takes my friend i think he i no, think that's, he's that's what out. i yeah, I that's what i used to yeah. think and i'm really into the band now I, I love playing bass and i love playing keys 
recently. Cool. It used to be like a schedule, like let's get Abe into the jam room to learn the songs. <laughs> for like that was like for seven years. Yeah, that's like was. pay me to get into the jam. Yeah, now yeah, it's, it's younger, it's younger brother, younger brother stuff. So I, you know, yeah, I assume like, he did. You, plus, you, you picked up the bass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He he wanted to play drums originally, so he was you were salty about that for four years. <laughs> um, and then he was kind of good too, and it, he's still good. Even, like, worse, he's even good worse, just rub it in, rub it yeah. in. Abe's yeah. gonna, Abe's gonna break off and form his own band. Yep, yep. He's gonna have all solo role. stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna do the solo thing. I mean, Abe can play, play like he can play like three instruments right now. So the thing is, we I've thought about uh, like when we we used to make like with Abe in the writing process, the album that comes out in the next year or two that we're still writing right now. Um, with a lot of the stuff we're writing, it's not metal in the slightest bit. And I used to think like, well, if it's not going to be metal, then it's not going to be a hammerhead thing. Then we'll just do solo stuff. But now it's, we all three, we all three like the exact same stuff. When we come up with a good idea, it's just good to us. And it's just going to go on hammerheads up. Like we'll just make that a song. We don't really care. It's just whatever we're feeling. That's what hammerhead is. Now that's the last two years. That's kind of what we think, especially with Abe and his injection of like keyboard and, you know, bass lines that are not completely following the guitar lines anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even last album is basically just the guitar line. Yeah, it's which is which has gotten away, from which it. is dumbed down and stupid. It's, yeah, that gets scrolled. Yeah, that's probably why you hated it. That's probably why you hated it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what was I going to ask you? I just was going to think. Oh, fuck it, it's gone. So we're going to keep it moving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ideal tour. Obviously, you guys are younger. Obviously, I would assume you want to tour with Metallica, so that's off the table. What would be like your dream tour? Right, let's put Rush and Led Zeppelin on that, and any old classic rock band. Oh, any. Oh, any. Oh, come on. So yeah, take them all out. I want you to flex that muscle on your head. So think of some bands that you would want to tour with. Pink Floyd. That's pretty easy. Pink Floyd easily for him. No, no classic rock band. Come on. Oh, I thought you said. No classic rock. Band. Oh, I was like, I was like, if you're gonna say, I thought you said death. Okay, never mind. Um, currently, no. In general, like, yeah, your dream tour it doesn't have to be like tomorrow, but like, if you could at any time. Um. Okay, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard is huge. I those shows are badass. I've never been to one. I would love to be on a tour with them. Um, how's that sus? <laughs> Hell, I don't know about them. What dude? King Gizzard. They are sick. I mean, I, I probably respect them. I respect I respect them as musicians. They're they're yeah. sick. Um Meshuga, Mastodon, Gojira, all the all those dogs. Um and you, you gotta say one, dude. You're just going on. No, no, I said dream tour. That could be the whole tour if you oh, want. Oh, okay. So you okay, just... dream tour with four bands. Us being the fourth would be Meshuga, Mastodon. But you're a I mean, that's mine. That's, that's the one. There you go. Nice. Or like Tool. I know Tool actually does take kind of relatively obscure bands on tour sometimes, so that would be cool. If you could pee on somebody, on you might you might be able to go on tour with them because you know that's what happened with the Brass Against band. Oh yeah, yeah. She peed. You didn't hear about that? That was out of Rockville, actually. You can look it up. Uh, she peed on some guy from the crowd. He came on stage somehow. That ha they somehow that was allowed to happen, and then. <laughs> Wait, what? He went on some guy's head. He went on tour with her. Not the guy. The band oh. Brass Against went on like a European tour with Tool. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, I agree. Yes. So Maynard, Maynard probably saw that and was like, "Hell yeah!" 
I think uh, they were scheduled to, to tour with them before that, but yeah. Okay. But uh, the weird thing about them is they're they're like a cover band too. I think they play one or two originals when I saw them at, at Rockville, but they're mostly like a cover band that just has a lot of horns and brass. So it's interesting. I heard something from I, I have heard I think I've heard oh, it was, from they, they played tool. Yeah, yeah they, they covered tool, Rage Against the Machine, and yeah. a, a bunch of other stuff. They played uh yeah, they played the pot. Well, the problem with those like Dream Tour, ideally. You said Metallica or like Tool or any of these bands that I mentioned. We are not a uh, big enough professional live show, even close yet, to fill the room that yeah, they that's would. That's why we said Dream Tour. Yeah. Like, so if Dream, you're good enough to do all that. Like four or five years. Give us four or five years. That's why I said it has to be tomorrow. It can be at any time, anytime. But yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, what do you guys are? What are you guys into outside of you know Hammerhead and you know metal music? Do you listen to other kinds of music? Mostly other kinds of music. I'd say we listen to very, even though metal is what we are, um, none of us listen to a lot of metal mostly. I'd say it's most like late. What what is it? What's your favorite lately? Uh, <laughs> what what in the house in the house lately? It's been it's like all things must pass. George Harrison, uh, Ram by Paul McCartney, Wilco, David. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. David Bowie. Uh, David Bowie, Elton John. It's it's a lot of just random stuff. It's mostly not metal, but like my metal listening is like in the car, personally. Yeah, I can get that. I do all of that too. Yeah, or the gym. Yeah, yeah. For that lift, bro, I gotta get the pump in. Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys being on the uh, podcast, even though Lamgo is older than all three of you, not combined, but we're 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 slightly older than all of you. Uh, but yeah, man, it was it was really interesting to see you guys and art at Archetype. Um, and then when John kind of threw me your way, I was like, yeah, we'll definitely have him on because uh, I think that you guys uh, you guys sound really good. The new the new stuff sounds really good. Uh, it's just like a you know a lot to take in. So a lot of people will nod their heads, stand there for a, for a couple of years, but eventually they'll figure it out. You know what I mean? You won't be so young. He might, you know. Don't hate me, Abe. He might go through puberty and people might, you know, you know, you, you'll be on to something. So, yeah, I think uh, just keep your head down. Post the riffs if you have to every now and then. Don't do them all the time, but every now and then, <laughs> every now and then do that. And just, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, guys. And uh, we, I hope to see you guys, uh, you know, in the future. I'm sure at Rockville, uh, you're playing this year, correct? Is what you said? Yeah. And we'll be, we'll be your way this summer. I, I, yeah, I can't. In a month, it'll be announced. We'll, okay. we'll be your way. We'll be your way. Yeah, we go all the way around, right? Yeah. Oh, nice longer one. Cool. Well, either way, like we just said a million times, uh, Rockville. I'll see you there. Yes, sir. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate the no. comment. Thank you, Abe, Eli, Henry. Best of luck to you, and we'll see you soon. Thank you Thanks very so much. much. Have you. a good one. You too. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz, and I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much!
We'll be seeing you.